welcome to Body Truth, a podcast that explores the relationship that we have with our body, food, and life told through a storytelling lens. I'm your host, Caitlin Parsons. I'm a certified intuitive eating and body image coach committed to changing the cultural narrative around how we take up space. Each week, you'll hear from thought leaders who are ready to dismantle shame through sharing vulnerably. We'll discuss everything from individual body image stories to challenging cultural messages, reshaping beliefs, practical support tools, and more. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll heal. Let's take the next step towards embodying our truth together. Hi, welcome back to a brand new episode of Body Truth. I am so glad you're here. I have a new microphone. Does it sound any different? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you have any feedback at all? If uh, Seriously, I would love to know. I have been on a journey with trying to find the right microphone for this show. So if you have any tips or if you have any feedback on the quality of this microphone compared to all of the previous episodes, because I've been pretty consistent up until this point with the microphone that I've been using, uh, shoot me a DM and let me know. I would love to hear over on Instagram. Just send me a little DM. Um, by the way, I'm kind of coming back to life over on Instagram. I took a little bit of a break. I've shared a lot about that on the show in various episodes, uh, the last episode in particular, but I am excited to be back and reconnecting and kind of figuring out how I want that to look in my life. And it feels really fun and really right for this moment. That's the only way that I can describe it. There are also some really exciting upcoming projects that I cannot wait to share more with you about in the next few weeks. And I will 100% do so. You'll be the first to hear um, lots of behind the scenes creativity and just really, really awesome people that I'm getting to collaborate with and all for you. So I am on pins and needles. Cannot wait to tell you these details and We'll be sure to let you know as soon as I am ready to release more information. So a little teaser. We have such a fabulous guest on the show. We have Brittany Lamon with us today. She invented the Chub Rub Patch, which if you are not familiar with this incredible product, you will absolutely want to become familiar. What am I trying to say? <laughs> become familiar with the product. And we talk all about what this is in our conversation today. Um, Brittany has an incredible body image story. I am so inspired by her truth and conviction and authenticity in showing up in her own, her own power and just totally inspired and can't wait to share this incredible person with you. Let me tell you a bit about Brittany before we jump in. Brittany Lamon is a makeup artist and hairstylist to the stars, working with WWE and 
She is an entrepreneur, founder of the Chubrub Patch. She has always wanted to help people feel good about themselves. That is why she became a makeup artist and hairstylist. Excuse me. And from there, she eventually decided to create products such as the Chubrub Patch to help people live an easier life. Her goal is and always will be to help women and men feel great about who they truly are inside and out. In this conversation, we talk about so many things that I know you are going to resonate with and just feel really seen by in this truth, this really empowering uh, story. Brittany shares all about her personal body acceptance journey, the power of diversity, safety, and inclusivity that she experienced in college. We also talk a lot about how to find your people while being authentically you. We really dig into the nuances of authentic friendships and connections and essentially how to find your tribe, which I don't know if you feel this way at all, but I feel like the older that I get, the more challenging this becomes. And it is so refreshing to feel validated in other women's experiences with this and also um, really hopeful in terms of how we can all navigate this and move forward and take care of ourselves while really connecting with others and finding spaces that feel really good to explore that. We talk a lot about the behind the scenes of starting her product, the Chub Rub Patch. We talk about ridding the shame around thigh chafing, which is so important and something that I just don't think we're talking about enough as a collective in our culture. And so I'm really glad we went there. I mean, essentially, this is what her product is for. And we're just taking a stand on getting rid of the shame around our thighs rubbing together, no matter if you're a woman or a man. It just doesn't need to be a thing anymore. We also talk about, this is super fun. We talk about Brittany's go-to hair and makeup products. Of course, I wanted to know all of her favorite, her favorite products because this is her, one of her many expertise. And so that's a fun piece of this conversation that I think that you will uh, really enjoy as well too. We shared that at the end. All right, that's it. Take care this week. Take care of yourself. We'll link everything in the show notes. If you if you prefer to read this conversation versus listen, you can find the transcript linked in the show notes as well as all of the places to connect with Brittany. You can also find the incredible TikTok video that we mentioned in this conversation, the one that went viral and really launched the Chub Rub Patch, essentially and all of the ways that you can connect and get plugged into this community if you're interested in exploring one-on-one coaching to heal your own relationship with food, body image, bring yourself back to life, get back to a place where you feel really good in your body, really empowered around food. You can find the link to book a breakthrough call with me. We can explore that more. If you are not on the email list, the food and body image weekly email, be sure to get on that. You will find a message from me in your inbox every Sunday with a little story or tips, uh, as well as resources for style, recipes, books that I'm recommending, quotes that I love, clients that I'm inspired by, all of the things. So 
It's a fun little party in your email inbox and it makes it really easy to just keep everything in one place so that you can sink into it when you feel grounded and ready and it's not just something you have to scroll on by. All right, my love, I adore you. I so appreciate you showing up in this community, your time, spending your precious time with us today. I can't wait for you to connect with Brittany and I love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Brittany Lamon. Hello. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Awesome. Hi, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited for this. Yes, me too. Me too. Let's just dive in and get into your body image story first. I'm so excited to hear um, and so grateful to have you share. So the first question that we ask everybody on the show is your first Mm -hmm. body awareness moment. So that moment where you initially realized I'm in a body and apparently this means something in the world that I'm living in. What did that moment look like for you? And also how did that shape your relationship with your body and or food moving forward? Just take up space, share your story. I can't wait to hear. All righty. So I grew up in a town with one stoplight is Lipsick, Ohio. Very, very small town. Um, Everybody knew everybody. You know, I, I was raised by, um, everyone, the whole community. It was, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, mom and dad, of course. And I had two sisters and we had, we were very fortunate and we had a pool growing up. And I remember, you know, we would always be in the pool every summer, no big deal. Me and my sisters, my cousins were always over. And then I joined, um, I think it was like softball. I may have been 10, I'm guessing 10 or 12. Um, and I joined this team of all girls and we played softball. I can't say that I was very good. I probably sat the bench, um, a few times, but I just liked the community of it all. And my dad was the coach. And so he, at the end of the year, wanted to throw a pizza party, invite everyone over. Congratulations. We all had a great year. It was fun, all of that. And so we go to go swimming and, that's when I realized that not everyone was shaped like me and I decided to put on a t-shirt. And so I went swimming with a t-shirt and thinking back now, I'm like, was that really even hiding anything? But for me, that was a comfort zone. And so I did it ever since then, like um, up until I was probably, I don't know, 17 or 18, I probably did that. And I always had you know, the pool in the backyard, but whenever I had a friend over, I would always throw on that t-shirt and I look back and, you know, I was like, Oh, what was that silly? Um, I, I don't think as a, as a child, because you really don't know any better, but I just felt the, um, felt being, being very uncomfortable. So I, growing up my family, um, very, very great family. You know, my parents, um, have been married 40 years, two older sisters. Um, my, my parents were always very busy. So we would always go out to eat. I would say uh, three to four times a week, possibly. And at the age of, um, 13, I had a cholesterol problem and it was, you know, my family was, um, we've always been, um, 
big bone did, I would say. And everything we thought was normal until this cholesterol problem happened. And um, so, you know, we tried to start eating a little bit healthier and I'm almost 40. So back then, 20, 30, I would say 25 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, we didn't really know what we know now. So I felt like my parents definitely um, did the best that they could, of course. Um, But we really didn't, there wasn't really any exercising. I mean, I think I maybe remember my mom doing step aerobics a few times and dragging me along, but there was, um, we were always involved in sports, but it wasn't like, we weren't ever really pushed to do it. It was kind of like, oh, do you enjoy this? Okay, let's do it. And I was in basketball, um, track, all of that, but I just did it because it was a community thing and it was, it was fun. Was I ever good? No, 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 but that's okay. So, um, I feel like growing up, my parents tried to do the best with eating. I do remember this one story. My mom was always like, oh yeah, we eat healthy at home. Right. Um, my mother went away on vacation and my dad's like, oh, we're going to go buy sugar cereal. We were not allowed to have sugar cereal in our house. And I remember, I guess we didn't finish the sugar cereal when my mom got home, she was not having it. She was like, you know, we eat healthy in this house, even though we do eat out a few times a week. Um, and she decided that she was going to go take the sugar cereal and throw it in the pool. Mm. So we were like, Oh my goodness. But you know, my parents always really tried and I feel like I really started to, um, realize what healthy eating was when I actually went to college. And that's when it's funny because a lot of people say like the freshman 15 or whatever happens there, you know, but for me, it was really, um, awareness and open-minded to meeting all these new people that were like, Oh, Hey, do you want to um, go for a run? And I'm like, Oh, okay, let's do it. You know? And I always did it because I always wanted to be involved. It wasn't because I actually liked the sport or (laughs) liked running. Um, I just did it because I like to be around other people and it was fun for me. And it's funny because now it leads up into where I really enjoy working out. I like to go running. I'm actually doing a half marathon tomorrow, which is a little crazy. Um, I've done about four or five in the past. Wait, and I, you're doing a half marathon in Florida right now. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that a little crazy in August? Oh my God. In August. I I just, for everybody who's listening, Brittany lives in Florida. You may or may not know I'm from Florida. August is hands down the hottest month in Florida. The hottest month. I mean, (laughs) I I don't know if it's maybe because of a COVID thing that they were like, oh, let's push it, kept pushing it, kept pushing it. And then they're like, okay, let's do it in August. And for Mm -hmm. some reason at that moment, I thought it was a great idea. But now that you kind of say it, I'm like, Ooh, it's a little, I think it's like 98 out today, actually. Oh my gosh. Bless. So yeah, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. And I'm doing a, um, actually a triathlon with, uh, two other friends and we're going to be doing it in Tempe, Arizona. Oh, wow. So, but that's an, that's in October. So they say that it should be different heat. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that's really like where it started for me growing up and then kind of led into my, um, adult life, um, about, you know, eating healthy, eating mindful, and also working out has been a, is, is kind of more for me, um, a mental thing. Mm. It's, um, you know, I, I, 
flew in this morning at one o'clock in the morning. My, my schedule is very crazy. Um, I am a makeup artist and a hairstylist for WWE as well as an inventor and entrepreneur. And that time for me, I think is my time to just kind of release everything and kind of, you know, not worry about the day ahead, but really just have that time for myself. Mm. So I really, really enjoy that. Yeah. So it sounds like it's, it's really sacred and almost more of a meditative experience and oh, of a, course. a release. Yeah. I yes. love that about movement too, especially movement that just feels really fun and enjoyable as well. Yes. So I want to go backwards before we move forward, because mm-hmm. you mentioned that your first body awareness moment was identifying that moment of being in the pool and putting a t-shirt on your body. Mm-hmm. So, and that this was a habit that you had adopted sounds like pretty much through your childhood and adolescence up until 17 or 18 years old. So yes, I can imagine there were some pretty deep feelings that were coming up when you chose to put the t-shirt on your body. So what was your, what was your relationship with your body outside of the swimming pool? Were you trying to change your body at all? Was there insecurity or self-doubt? Was it something that you were talking about? What was, what was going on outside of that singular moment of choosing to wear a t-shirt over your swimsuit? Well, I think it was, um, growing up, I always was very confident. My family raised me to be, be a very, very confident person no matter what size, no matter what you're doing, you know, um, just be the best person that you can be. And so that's how I went into the world. You know, I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm fabulous. My, my thing is always, Oh, be fabulous. And then it kind of comes from being around other kids, students, when you're, you know, kind of being made fun of, um, and then that's when you're like, oh, well, let me crawl back into my hole. I've always been taught, oh, be amazing. But then it was like, you know, other kids were the ones that were like, um, you look different. You know, why, why can't you fit into this? I remember going to um, Cedar Point is in Ohio. It's a thing that um, if, if you're on the academic team, you always get a trip to Cedar Point. And I just always remember um, being the bigger person there and my thighs would chafe. And that was always, um, a thing that was like embarrassing because nobody else, the kids that I hung out with, none of them were my size. And so they didn't understand what was going on. And so I would be in pain walking through this amusement park. That's supposed to be the funnest day of the year. You know, it's at the end of school. This is a celebration. And I kind of dreaded going because I knew that this was going to happen every single time. And so it, it, it was a thing of where did I, really do anything about it. I didn't think that I needed to because my family always told me I was awesome, but then it was coming from other kids that really, really puts a damper on your happiness. Of course, of course. Yeah. And it sounds like there's this dissonance coming through as well too. this one, Mm -hmm. uh, this one story and just sense of confidence and really promoting that and then the insecurity around the story and narrative that our culture is is giving you and the kids around and everything yes so it makes yes. a lot of sense so how did you get to that place where you realized that you 
didn't need to wear the t-shirt anymore and really making that decision to step into owning your body at whatever size it was, what was, what was that journey like for you? Was there a light bulb moment or was there something that shifted to, to kind of click in that something needed to change? Well, I think it was for me, it was, um, going off to college. It was going and being around different people, different ethnicities, different sizes, Mm. different mindset, and really opened me up to, you know, there is, and, and don't get me wrong, I loved growing up in a small town. It was very safe. It was great. But at the same time, sometimes I, my mind wasn't open to what's out there. And so when I went to college, I was like, oh, wow, there is a whole new world out there. And that's when I really was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be the size that I am. I'm going to be fabulous. And I'm going to show everyone that. Mm -hmm. And I really just, I think it was honestly like probably like one of my first or second days at college because I got placed with um, like in a dorm room with some other girl. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be, this isn't going to be fun. I don't know this person, you know? ends up, we're still best friends to this day. And she was about the same size as me. And it was so great because I remember when she left to go pick up something else, I was like, Oh, I wonder if she's the same size. And I went and looked at her closet and I was like, yes, this is great. It was awesome. And so that's when I really was just like, you know, being around other people and open-mindedness, it was, it, it just really made me be as fabulous as I always thought I have been. That is so refreshing to hear. I mean, and how powerful is that? I mean, it could have gone such a different way for you, Brittany, right. and it does for so many people too, but mm-hmm. to be in this position where it's an impressionable time in your life, there's a lot of change coming up and to be in an environment where there is this, um, it sounds like tremendous amount of diversity and inclusion and an exposure to different body sizes and shapes and ethnicities Mm -hmm. and backgrounds, like you're saying, and also having a roommate who you feel safe with, who you can really see, see that with. It sounds like you're in a really safe environment during this time. And this is so interesting because I see this a lot, you know, especially with social media right now. And it's so problematic, just this comparison trap around following one standard body size that our culture is filtering out and feeling the unworthiness or the exclusion around that and how shifting what we're exposing ourselves to can change everything. You know, it really can be a catalyst to feeling safer, to feeling more included, to, to changing the narrative around our our worthiness with our bodies and detaching from that and untangling. So it just sounds Mm -hmm. like you're in this like really safe, perfect container to facilitate this uncoupling your confidence and worthiness from your body and really owning it. Like you owning your confidence, you deciding that you're enough just as you are and having that reinforcement from the culture around you. It, it's incredible. Yes. And, and I also, um, don't get me wrong, social media has, has definitely helped, um, my business and we'll talk about that in, in the future, but, um, I'm kind of really glad that I didn't have it growing up, um, 
through my teens and even the beginning of my college years. Yeah. Because I, I just feel like sometimes, like, like you said, like when you're on social media and, you know, you start following something and it starts leading you to all this stuff, the comparisons, the before and afters, the everything, then you're like, well, wait, why don't I look like that? Well, maybe I should look like that. What am I doing wrong that I don't look like that? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm really yeah. glad that it was just kind of like for me, you know, I surrounded myself with the right people that had a positive image and outlook on life, body positivity, all of that. God, it's so great. And also it's, it sounds like there's a privilege in, in being put in that position where it was kind of chosen for you, but ultimately you get to choose for yourself as well too. And you get to make choices based on that experience moving forward. So I'm curious moving out of college and out of this Mm -hmm. really safe, inclusive container around being able to express yourself exactly as, as you were, did anything shift for you where did you find or did you find yourself in other really safe environments and social circles and work environments moving forward? But was there ever a time where there was that disconnect around not feeling safe in your body? Um, I would say I went to a university first and then decided um, that that wasn't really for me. And I went to cosmetology school. Oh, cool. And that was when I really was like, oh my God, I have found my people mm. just because, um, I've always had, like, I have a different look, you know, I've had my half the side of my, um, head shaved for about 10 years. Um, and it's just like, people really got me there and really got, got what was going on in my brain because they were kind of thinking the same thing. And then I went to, um, worked at work at a salon and then I moved to Florida. So I've kind of always been, you know, it's funny because my mom would um, tell me growing up, like, don't be a follower, don't be a follower. And I'm like, actually, mom, I'm the leader, you know, like mm-hmm. I really was always kind of that person. And I think it goes back to them, how they raised me, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, you are awesome. And I've, you know, really been through, um, crazy stuff, you know, as in, you know, moving to South Florida on my own and starting my own business. I've always just really, um, been the person that has always just had the most confidence and, um, kind of taught my friends that, you know, like you are awesome. Like, why are you doubting yourself? You are enough, you know? And that's what we were saying before. It's like, everyone has to believe that they have to believe in themselves or else no one else is going to it does come from this deep belief system. And it also, Mm -hmm. again, it's so important, the environment that you choose to surround yourself with in enhancing that belief for yourself, because it can feel so unsafe when we're in environments that don't facilitate that type of nurturing and uh, feeling included and feeling seen. It's so interesting as you're describing your story, I'm having this flashback Mm -hmm. right now of, um, walking into my first fashion class in college. I was a fashion major. And before I switched to that oh, major, yeah, before I switched to that major, I was a, I was an international studies major and I was uh, minoring in feminism and, um, or women's studies rather, and anthropology and whatnot, lots of different changes in, in college. Yeah. But when I, yeah, I mean, everybody does it. Everybody know? does it. When I shifted yes. into my fashion, uh, major, I remember going into the first class and looking around the room 
and feeling so seen and feeling like, oh my God, I found my people. I didn't know there yes. was a group of people that existed like, yes. like me all in one space, just because I felt the same <laughs> it's way. It's amazing. Different. Yeah. I always kind of had more of a creative flair in the way that I mm-hmm. dressed and didn't really care what people thought about it. I was just kind of always doing my own right. thing and being in a room where I really saw everybody else expressing themselves from a style point of view on the same way, just really doing their own thing, marching to the beat of their own drum. I was like, yes. Oh my God, this is crazy how everything, everybody can be here and just feel so seen and accepted together. So it is yeah. powerful when you, when you put yourself in environments where you feel really safe and supported and included. Yes. It's kind of, it was like a breath of fresh air, you know, it's like, wow, this is great. This is like a new start for me. you know, not saying that anything was horrible before, but it was like, I found my people. I can be 100% authentically me. How, so let's talk about that for a minute, because if people are listening to this thinking, how do I do that? How do I find my people? How do I actually get to a place where I feel included and I feel really safe? What would you, what would you suggest in terms of offering advice or words of wisdom, coaching somebody through that experience of really finding their tribe? What I would suggest is really finding what you're passionate about. Mm. Because I feel like once you find that, those people are just as passionate about that same thing as you are. And that's when you can really open yourself up and be your own self. I remember I tried out for Shark Tank and you know, I did not get on the show. I will someday, but I stood in line for eight hours. And I remember coming home and telling my sister and, um, you know, I stood in line for eight hours. You get 30 seconds in, in front of the judges. She's like, Oh my God, that, that sounds horrible. And I'm like, no, it was amazing because it was, I was surrounded by all other inventors, entrepreneurs that were trying to do the same thing as me. And it was like hearing everybody's little story you really felt that you really felt what they were telling you. And then that's when you find your people, you know, like, um, cutting hair. I really, my dad actually was the one that was like, you know, I really think that you would be great at this. And I was like, Hmm, you know, actually I've been doing it, you know, my whole high school career doing hair and makeup for friends and family. And then that's when I went into cosmetology school and was like, wow, these are my people. They're passionate about the same thing as I am. So what I would suggest is find what you are most passionate about really deep down. Don't let other people tell you, don't let, you know, your friends, I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, you know how many times is the wildest, craziest thing you should be doing, but I never really took their advice. I've always just. So finding what you're passionate about in order to find your yes. tribe. What if somebody is listening to this so. and, and, and thinking in their mind, that's great advice. I have no idea what I'm passionate about. How do I start exploring? How do I start exploring that for myself? How would you navigate that for somebody or offer? Yeah. Well, I would say just kind of start, um, really, um, being more in tune with what, what is fun for you. Mm. You know, is it, um, working out? Is it cooking? Do you like to cook at home for your friends and family? You're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I could go and be a chef or maybe I really like to, 
swim or, you know, it could be anything that you're passionate about. There was a time where I, I felt like, you know, um, inventing, I don't know anybody that invents my parent, anytime would have a question or something, you know, you normally go to your friends, your family, mom and dad, aunt, uncle, I had no idea. So there was this app out there that's called meetup.com. And I believe it's still there. Mm -hmm. It's different groups of people that are passionate about the same thing that you are. You know, it's just finding something that you just enjoy reading books. I mean, knitting all different kinds of stuff like that. There's so much out there now on the internet that you can find your tribe. So let's talk about confidence for a moment, because you mentioned before that this is something that you really facilitate with your, your friends and your community. And it sounds like you coach people through this a lot, owning their confidence, finding that, discovering that for themselves. So what are some tools that you use when you really facilitate this for somebody? And what are your best practices for really stepping into your confidence? You know, I really, um, I'm just a friend to these people and and, um, explain to them that there's so many different people in the world. Every single person is different. I'm different than you. I'm different than Beth, Susie, Kevin, whoever. And I feel like you have to really own that and you have to be authentic to that and just be really who you are. And everybody will love that. And the thing is, is that when you walk into a room, I always tell people, you know, look people in the eye, say hi. And that makes me feel confident um, in which I, I feel like other people that will make them help them as well. Mm, that sounds like stepping into fear and discomfort for a lot of people, but it's God, that is such a practical tool, just making eye contact and like being just really direct and saying hello. That is uh that is such a powerful way of just stepping into that confidence and also stepping into that, that discomfort, but practicing it for yourself. I really love that so much. And I love what you just said about, um, acknowledging that every single person is different and owning Mm -hmm. it for yourself. And this is where we can kind of go back to these environments that we're in and really, who we're comparing ourselves to and getting really honest about that and really acknowledging what we might need to change in our mindset around that or our environment to feel, to facilitate more safety, to be bolder and be more confident. But, um, Mm -hmm. these are great tools. I, I want to redirect and talk about your product because you've mentioned you're an inventor and an entrepreneur and a makeup artist for WWE. So, what came first? Did you invent the, the product and then start the uh, start with the WWE? Did the product come after that? What what was your journey? So like? I have been a makeup artist for about fifteen uh, hairstylist and makeup artist for about fifteen years. Um, hairstylist first, then I turned into makeup because to me it was always about making the person feel good. That's mm. really where it all started. It was like okay doing hair, love it. And then I was like, what can I add to this, you know, to make people feel good. And so I started doing makeup, absolutely loved it. It was amazing. Um, And then I got the opportunity. I ran an agency for a while and got the opportunity six years ago to work for WWE. So you definitely have to have a lot of confidence working in that place because there is um, the fittest of the fit in the biggest entertainment company in the world. Mm. 
And I worked there. I still work there to this day. It's very, very crazy, crazy schedule. Um, but I, I really love it. I, I love doing hair and makeup. It's fun. I get to talk to all different kinds of people all the time. I get to travel the United States, um, even out of the country sometimes. Um, but I really was like, there's something missing for me. And so I really have found passion in making, making life easier for people. Mm. And so I've always, um, as a younger girl, I had talked about this earlier, I had thigh chafing and nobody really talked about it. And actually nobody really talks about it to this day. I don't know why it's so taboo. I agree. Nobody talks about it. And also in all different body sizes and shapes too. Like this is a oh. thing that oh, this is a so thing. It's like- many people <laughs> struggle with myself included. Yes. And that's the, that's what I try and explain to people because, you know, I was talking to this other inventor and she was explaining, she said, oh, so it's for a little bit curvier women. And I'm like, first of all, it's not only just for women, men have it as well. Exactly. Um, but it's not, it's just how your body is made. This is how God put it there. This is what you're doing. It's not, if you work out 10 times a day, I mean, there's WWE girls that lift all the time and they have bigger thighs. It's just how their, their body's made and they love the product. So I was always uncomfortable, like, you know, living in South Florida, um, I would want to wear a dress. I want to wear cute shorts. I want to go to this baby shower, but then I have to think like, oh, what am I going to be wearing tomorrow? Because I'm going to have thigh chafing from the day before. And to people that don't know about it, it's when your thighs rub together and chafe and it makes a red mark. Sometimes it bleeds. Sometimes it scabs. It is very, very uncomfortable. It feels like an open wound in between your thighs on both legs. Yeah. So that's when I was like, there's gotta be a better way. I mean, I know that there's deodorants, there's creams, there's all, there's a lot of different um, things that you can use for it. But at the same time, it's something that you have to keep in your purse or you have to wear biker shorts or you have to do this, you know? So I wanted to invent something that I didn't have to reapply that I didn't have to worry about. And the next day I could wear the same cute dress or cute shorts that I wanted to the day before you can, you know, wear it multiple days. So I invented this patch that goes in between your thighs, one on the left and one on the right. So that when your legs are rubbing together, it's not actually skin. It's a protectant on your thighs. And then at the end of the day, you can take it off however you want. You can uh, peel it off. You can use coconut oil. You can take it off in the shower. I've heard of multiple ways of taking it off. Fabulous. And is it reusable or do you get a new patch it is, every time? You get a new patch every time. It's kind of, I, I like to um, say it's kind of like a nipple cover. It's, um, oh, cool. you know, you, you wear it one time and then you, um, we put um, two pair in each pack and then you can wear the next ones the next day or, you know, a little hint, hint. I've worn it for two to three days, actually. <laughs> one pair. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I've actually, you know, gone to a baby shower went out that night. And then the next day I'm like, Oh, I'm going to the beach because I live in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I'm going to go to the beach and I wore it to the beach. So I explain that is the adhesive so strong that you just reapply it or do you just not take it off? What, how I, does that work? I just don't take it off. I just leave it on. You can shower with it. It's waterproof. It's hyperallergenic latex free. That is amazing. It's, it really is great. And it's so great to hear that like it's so funny. One of my coworkers, um, 
we were going to a party and I said, Hey, would you like to wear the chaperone patch? No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I'm like, actually, can you just wear one so I can take a cute picture of you? She's like, okay, okay, Brittany, I'll do whatever you want. You know, she puts it on no lie. She was like, I can't live without these. She's like, why didn't you give these to me sooner? And I was like, I've tried to tell you. She's like, honestly, I will not wear a dress, skirt, shorts, anything without wearing these. And I was like, okay, thank you. And now she carries them in her kit for other people. When, you know, you're doing a wedding or you're on a photo shoot or anything, she has them available for clients. So let's talk about the journey of thigh chafing, because first of all, just like we acknowledged, nobody is talking about it and everybody is struggling with it. And it seems like, so why aren't we talking about it? First of all, why, what, why is there shame around this or stigma or, you know, what have you found in your community that is really preventing people from being open about this? Um, I, I, I'm going to say that I think it's, um, goes back to probably childhood when you were growing up and being made fun of that. If you talk about it, someone's going to say something or be mean about it. Mm. And it's kind of like how I feel like, Honestly, women, a lot of women don't talk about their period. It's such a normal thing to have. That's a great example. It's it's so normal, but as kids or growing up teenagers, it's not something you really talked about. We didn't really talk about that in my family. Mm -hmm. And so now I just feel like so many people are ashamed and think that it's a bad thing. And it's not. It's how you were made. So that's why I don't think that it should be anything that you're ashamed of. It's just honestly figuring out a better way to be able to wear a cute outfit and feel confident about yourself. Mm -hmm. I also think that there's this idea that a certain body type is correlated with thigh chafing or kind of made it out that way. And there's a lot of, just a lot of, um, miscommunication with that and stigma. And the reality is just like we've acknowledged, there are many body types exactly um, that struggle with this. And let's walk through the journey of somebody who's kind of up, up against a wall. Like I, I need a product to help me with this. This is really uncomfortable. What are the benefits of, of actually using a product like, like yours and being able to live their life without having their thighs chafe anymore. What's, what's on the other side. It really is honestly living their best life because I feel like I, I, there was a point where, I mean, if you don't mind me telling a story, there was a point it's how it's kind of how the product came about because um, my sister and I, we went tailgating at a dolphins game and And we were having a good old time, but it was kind of like, first of all, you kind of think, what do I wear? And so she put on a dress and had to put um, biker shorts underneath and they were kind of like a little tight. And so she went into a bathroom, as we all know, when you're tailgating and she's in there for a really long time. She's probably going to kill me for telling the story, but that's fine. So she's in there for a really long time. And I'm like, what is happening? She comes out, she's all sweating. She's pale. She looks like she is going to pass out. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, honestly, she's like, I had to wear biker shorts underneath my dress because of chafing. And now it was like hard to get them back up. And she felt like she was going to pass out because they were too tight and all this. And that's when I was like, there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way. So I feel like 
when somebody wears this, they are going to initially be a little bit nervous. You know, they're going to be like, wait, how do I do this? There's three ways to put it on. You just got to, you know, use the QR code on um, the package um, because it is a very new product. People don't know about this product because there's nothing ever been like it. So you're going to put it on. You're going to wear your cute dress. You're going to feel so confident. You're not even going to think about thigh chafing. And at the end of the day, you're going to be like, wow, honestly, that was amazing because I didn't have to worry about what I looked like or how I felt that day. Yeah. So the mental freedom that you have. Oh my God. Uh, it's, it's great. It's it, incredible. My one friend, Jackie, she, you know, said, she goes, that's, that was the best part about wearing them is I didn't have to think about my thighs burning mm. or like, Hey, you know, like I can only stay at a party for two to three hours because, you know, at that time <laughs> you start thinking like, Oh gosh, that's really bad. Or like even going to a, a amusement park, Disney, any of that. It's incredible because it's sweatproof as well. So it's like, you know, even if it's 60, 70 degrees out, you're still, your thighs are rubbing together. If you're wearing shorts, dress, you know, any of that stuff. And you don't have to think about it. You can really enjoy your day. You can really enjoy the person that you are, the confident person that you are and hanging around with, with your family and friends. It's great. Well, it sounds like it gives you more freedom to step into that confidence because yes. the mental preoccupation isn't there anymore and you can really just be yep. in the moment and uh, and enjoy your life. But the, the amazing part of this conversation too is the community around this product as well. It sounds like you're really creating a culture for uh, just crushing shame and and owning your body and owning your confidence yes. and owning your truth and just facilitating and not being, not being ashamed, exactly. not being ashamed of who yeah. you are, what your body is like, small, big, curvy, any of that is just beautiful. All of it's beautiful. And that's what people have to realize. It's just an easier way to wear a cute outfit mm-hmm. and not have to worry about any of that. So tell us about the behind the scenes of starting this product. We know where the idea came from now uh, by way of your sister and her experience, but what what was the next step for you? What actually got the wheels in motion for you to create this? So I, um, I have was trying to license the product over the pandemic and I, I am in a licensing, um, I take a licensing course on the side, of course, in all my free time, just kidding. Um, I take this course, like when I'm on flights, when I'm in a hotel, you know, and, and I have a mentor coach and, and that really, really helps. And so I was trying to license it over the pandemic. It's uh, really with licensing. Um, if nobody knows is when you have a great idea, you get a provisional patent on it and you shop it to companies and you say, this is my idea. Are you interested? There were so many companies that came back to me. This is such a great product, but not right now. This isn't the right time. COVID, COVID, COVID. So, you know, I'm in Orlando at my hotel um, thinking, and I was like, you know what? I was like, there's, there's gotta be another way. There's gotta be another way. So I decided that I was going to put some skin into the game and I was going to manufacture because I felt like, honestly, like I needed this product. It had been two years two years of trying um, to get things together. 
um, with, you know, working full time, crazy schedule and everything. So I said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm just going to manufacture. And so I, um, found a manufacturer with the help of my friend Rodrigo and we just kind of got everything together and started the shipment. I think they started, um, the very beginning of the summer. So June, and um, we started getting people the product, I think maybe at the beginning of July. And it kind of took off from there. We um, went on TikTok. I don't know if you have TikTok, but we went on TikTok and we went viral. And we had 1.4 million views on one of our um, TikToks. And it was incredible because um, I have it linked up to Shopify. Cool. And Shopify would just keep ding, 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 ding. And my, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, I was like looking down, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that the TikTok was like just going crazy and the sales were just going. And my heart was just so full at that point because I, I knew that women, men, people needed this product yeah. and I just proved it. And I was just like, you know, I can help so many people with this. It's going to be, I mean, it's just so exciting to hear people on TikTok being like, or even our Instagram and just being like, thank you. This is amazing. I've tried this product. It's so great. I can't live without it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm like, oh my God, that just makes me so happy and so full inside because mm-hmm. I'm helping, I'm helping people. It's so great. You are helping people. And also it's, I'm so glad that this product exists because this is, first of all, the, the problem that so many of us struggle with Mm -hmm. And the feelings that we just talked about, the emotions around the stigma in in this problem, but also so many people just don't know that there are options, that there are resources and that there, there is a product like this to actually, um, mitigate the struggle and to really, yeah, to really support yourself with this. And there's a community around this as well too. So We'll Mm -hmm. link everything that you're talking about in our show notes to keep it super easy for everybody to find, including is the the TikTok video still up? The one that you're talking about that went. Oh yeah, definitely. There's been, um, that one in particular, I think it was like 1.3, 1.4 million, but then there's also some that have 350,000 and there's like some that have like over 5,000 shares. And I'm like, that's just so amazing because that's just telling other people like, Hey, like being nice and being like, here, don't you think that you might need this? I'm like, oh my God, it's so great. I can't wait to watch this video. We'll link the yeah. one that you're talking about specifically in the show notes. Yeah, of course. And, and it's just really showing people um, how to put it on, really. And people, the thing is, is that, you know, there, like I've said, there's been deodorants, there's creams that always has to be reapplied in my instance, maybe it works for people, but it doesn't work for me. So this is the product that you put on your thigh and you can wear it all day and you don't have to reapply. And that's what the video is showing is me wearing it, putting it on and going about my day and living my happy, fabulous life. That's awesome. I love it. I want to pivot into uh, makeup and hair because you're an expert in this. And also, thank you. you. I mean, you are. And so I want, (laughs) I want some tips. I want some, um, I would love to hear just your expert advice for everybody who's listening, who are, our thighs are not chafing anymore. We're Mm -hmm. starting to feel more confident in our life. What are some simple ways that we can begin owning our confidence with our style, just really simple ways that we can start embodying 
the person that we are and our self-expression through hair and makeup, how would you, how would you just acknowledge uh, the first step for somebody to take with that? I would have to say, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we had um, chatted about before. It's just being yourself and being your authentic self and not really going with the trends. I mean, sometimes, sometimes these people, these girls will come to me and be like, well, what about this? This is new. I saw this. You know, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Um, it's kind of just <laughs> going with what is your authentic self. And if you want to wear your hair wavy and free and natural and great, if you don't, if you want to put extensions, if you want to, you know, put a full, they call it a full beat, you know, like that's what it's like when you put a full face of makeup, lashes, all that, if that's what makes you feel comfortable, do it. You know, who cares about, oh my, there's so many times I've heard, well, my boyfriend doesn't like it when I wear a lot of makeup. Well, do you like it? Well, if you like it, do it. And that's how I've always been. Honestly, it's just about making you feel your best self, which is going to portray that to other people. I, and not apologizing for it. And if you don't like yes. it, don't do it. Um, yeah, exactly. Like with the, I mean, there was a crazy eyebrow trend that was all wavy and crazy and people were like, come to me. I'm like, no, no girl, you do not want to do it. <laughs> but if it makes you feel good, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Really coming back to what feels good. I love that you keep expressing yeah. that in this conversation. What are some of your favorite products though? So let's just say that there's people listening who do mm-hmm. love makeup and feel really expressed by makeup. What are some of your go-to products that you use all the time? Um, well, I would have to say Danessa Murex is a fabulous line and she is all about inclusivity and has every color under the sun for foundation. Mm. So it, honestly, her stuff is amazing. She also has um, eye pigments that are great. And there's a lot of information out there on YouTube and Instagram and stuff where she shows you how to take care of your skin as well before putting on um, the foundation, like how to prep and all of that. I I just, I, I'm in love. I can't wait for the day to actually um, have her teach, teach us as in WWE makeup artists. We are, you know, in the works of trying to have her come and teach us her tricks because we just love her product so much. Um, yeah. And I, I just feel like there's so, so many different products. Oh gosh. Um, it's funny because there's, there's, you know, high end. And then there's also Morphe. Morphe eyeshadows are great. And they have um, huge palettes, I believe at Ulta. And they're like $38. And it's, I mean, it has all colors under the sun. Yeah. All colors under the sun, which is, is fabulous. And we also have Pat McGrath, which is amazing. I mean, her eyeshadows are great. That's um, awesome. I would mascara. say hair products, uh, mascara, you know, mascara is a, a, a tough one because, um, we do a lot of waterproof and yeah. I'm going to have to say that Maybelline, it wins every year, but it really is the great, the greatest mascara around. I believe. Which one? Uh, the, just the waterproof, the one with the pink and the green cap. Oh, oh my God. That's literally, I mean, it's been mom, around, I think for oh, it's 20 been around years. For- forever my mom I think yeah. still uses that to this day yeah so, oh I have a question about let me let me tell you a little trick there a little trick is yes uh, what I'll we do. like to do I mean of course we're, we use disposables at work because we're working on different people but at home what you can do is you can take your wand out and bend it like right before um the little comb part mm-hmm. bend it so that you can really get into the uh, base of your lashes and that really plumps up everything 
So if you're bending it, the mascara is going to get all over your fingers. So you just wash your hands before you do it. No, 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 no. So what I'm saying is, I guess it's kind of hard to explain is I actually just had to put down my phone so that I could do it. So when you pull out the mascara wand Mm -hmm. right before the comb comes out or the brush, bend it right there. Oh yeah. And then when it comes out, then you can really get in because if not, you know, sometimes it gets all over. This is where it's just really at the base. You can put it back in there. It can stay bent, get put, put it back into there, go on to your left eye. Amazing. Oh my God. That's a great tip. Thank you. Yeah. It's really great. So it does mess. I know this is true for makeup in general, but for mascara, does it go on different eyelashes like is it is it really like the formula of your unique eyelash is that dependent on the actual mascara that you're using or is it kind of a one-size-fits-all because I know that see for me what I think is um what really matters is the brush oh interesting I don't really feel like it has to do with the lashes in general it's the brush and whatever brush works best with your eyelashes then that's what you want to get um with us at WWE, we, like I said, use disposables. So we have to kind of maneuver things a little bit, but once you find that right brush, amazing. What you can all, always do too, is what I've done before is had, um, a mascara wand that I liked is buy that kind of disposable oh. so that you can always have it. You can buy, you can buy anything on Amazon these days. Right. That's awesome. What are your other hacks? Like any, any other makeup or hair hacks that you want to offer if you're in a pinch and you just need something really quick or just a way to enhance a a tool that you're already using or a technique? Um, I would say two of my favorites is dry shampoo. Yes. IGK. Amazing. First of all, it smells amazing. And that to me alone just brightens my day. IGK. Um, Yeah. IGK. It's great. We'll link that. Um, But it, it also, what I like to do for myself is um, put the dry shampoo on. I put my hair up in a bun, put a little shower cap on, let it sit, get out, and then start doing my hair. So it kind of gets a little second to soak in mm-hmm. and then kind of use my fingers at the top to kind of brush it in. And then you, you can go two or three days without you know having to shampoo your hair. And honestly, what I always tell the girls at work is we don't like fresh hair. We don't like the same day for them to wash their hair because it doesn't stay as well. Mm. And you know, they're wrestling. So we need it to stay all day. I mean, sometimes we have 12 hour days there. Most of the days are 12 hour days and just the dry shampoo makes it really work really, really well. Um, Also my second hack is if you only have like two minutes to get ready, Put on a set of lashes and put some lip gloss on and you're good to go. Tell me about the lashes. What are your favorite lashes that you, that you are using? You said, put them on. So I imagine they're falsies and you're not getting yep. eyelash extensions. So what, right, right. Like? Eyelash extensions are a little bit much, but Hey, if that's your thing, go for it. Right. Um, but, um, what we like is Ardell's or we also just use ones from Amazon that are, um, Demi Wispy. And it's it just don't make them too overpowering your eyes. Cause sometimes people can use too big of a lash and then you can't see their eyes. Mm. So what I always say is the trick is, is my trick is make sure that they fit your lash because of course they're made one size fits all. And we know that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, either trim them to your lash or what I also do sometimes too, for the girls is I cut them in half, put the one on um, at the end first 
and then layer, layer the other one kind of a little bit on top. So it kind of gives it that wispy feeling of going out kind of like a little bit of a cat eye. Cool. That always works really, really well. I can't wait to try that. I, yes. if you can't tell, I'm a big fan of eyelashes in general. Like I'm, I'm not a big, I love the expression of makeup. I've never, yes. just, I've never been a big makeup person personally, but I love eyelashes. I don't get extensions or anything, but I just think yeah. that the art of eyelashes are, uh, it's so fun and just um, such an easy way to just kind of express yourself. Express yourself. Too. And another, another trick for you as well that I really like is, um, you as an individual at home, I like to use the, the Ardell Dark Duo. Um, no, it's it's Duo Dark. Um, I put it on my hand, put a line on my hand, and then I dip the lash in it, kind of wave it in the air a little, little bit. And then if you're at home putting them on yourself, you want to um, normally you're at you know a counter or you're um, at your makeup desk that you do your makeup. Put the mirror below you. So mm. kind of put it at chest level so that your eyes are looking down while your lash is drying. Cause you want it to dry for about 30 to 45 seconds, then place it on. Then it's already tacky and you don't make a mess. Oh my God. That is a fabulous tip. Thank you for sharing yes. that. You have to let me know how it goes. It, it, I it definitely works. will. Me. I definitely yes, will. Yeah. I love this conversation so much. I, I'm just, I mean, like I said before, I was a fashion major and I just love the art of expression through yes. personal style. And that looks so different for everybody. And I just really think yeah. that it ties back to what we're talking about with your truth and your authenticity and your confidence right. and not apologizing for how you're showing up and existing exactly. in the world, whether that's uh, showing up in, in a sack or something from <laughs> Saks Fifth Avenue, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's it really great. doesn't matter. Exactly. As long as you love it, that's all that matters. Yeah. It's so great. I can't wait to try your product either. Where can everybody find you and connect with you, get in your community, buy this fabulous product and just be in your world? Yeah. So the best way probably, um, if you have Instagram is at the chub rub patch and it's T H E C H U B R-U-B-P-A-T-C-H. Um, also, if you don't have any social media, um, you can go to um, thechubrubpatch.shop. Okay, cool. And then also on TikTok, it's at the Chub Rub Patch as well. They're all the same thing. So the Chub Rub Patch is the product. We'll link everything yep. in the show notes to keep it super yes. easy as well too. Yes, and let everyone, please let me know how you love them. I, I love to hear where you are, where you're wearing them and how much it has saved your lives. Yeah, and let's let's stop shaming thigh chafing yes. and just start, yes. start opening up this conversation more. That exactly. this is something that we're all struggling with and we all need support around. Um, yes. So- Thank you so much for creating this. Thank you for your truth and your story and your, your honesty and just sharing your personal expression today and all of the fabulous information that you've given us around makeup and confidence and just finding your tribe to be able to express yourself more in this world. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. I can't wait till you try the product. Give me your address and I'll send it on its way. Oh, thank you. I can't wait to try. Awesome. Have a good one. That's our show. 
thank you for spending time with us today. Our show producer is Stephanie Olea. Shayla Anderson is our community manager. For more information around healing your own relationship with food and body image, click the show notes and you'll find direct links to our guests plus resources and more. If this conversation resonated with you, please leave a review and share it with a friend so that we can continue to heal and empower these important topics around our relationship with food and body. Sending you so much love, confidence, and strength. I'll see you next week for another episode.